Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome back to another episode of The Selfie Show. Where we are bringing the weekly dose of sweet and salty. I am Tori, the founder and now co-host of The Selfie Show. I am a nurse, blogger, and podcaster. And I am Sam. I am a flight nurse, powerlifter, podcaster, and co-host of The Selfie Show. And today we are getting behind the mic, off the clock with Lexi. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) Wander Lex herself. Girl, this conversation we popped off. It was so much fun. It was everywhere. Wild. And we love that. We're here for it. It's the energy we live for. Oh my gosh. Travel nurse, activist, photographer, content creator. Ah, you guys, you're in for a good treat today. Okay, Miss Samantha. Unpopular opinion. Why? I feel like I've been having a lot of these lately. This one's on brand. Okay. Nature's stupid. (laughs) I hate nature. It's dumb. I don't like it. You had to say this after Alexi left. I know. I'm sorry, Lexi. It's okay. I want so badly to like nature. Live your truth, honey. Live it's your truth. gorgeous. It's fine. it's fine. I want to see it, but I am too lazy to experience it. Ah, uh, yes. This is where it comes from. I see. Yes, yes, yes. So you, you're the person that wants to see all things, but you don't want to hike to I the scenery. I, I right? want the like, end picture at the hike yeah. that you guys worked so hard to get to. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 And that's like not fair. I mean, that's fine. Okay. Here's my thought on it. You guys know here, I am a live for nature person. I'm all about the granola, like take your feet off and go grounding and, you know, oh, I hate catching to be energy. Dirty. I hate to be dirty. Oh, see, I love it. I'm like, okay, I love it to an extent. I'm like, there's there's a cutoff, right? Like, I love that moment. But then I also really want to like be in a fabulous hotel like three days later. So I don't know. Like, I think there's a cutoff for my camping. Like, I think ideally in camping situations, if we're doing it real camping, it's probably like two or three nights max for me. I get to stay at the Cosmopolitan for work when I travel to Vegas. We love this for you. And... I've already got like all my sugar daddy dreams planned out. I'm oh, like, okay. Yes. I was like, all right. Okay, how are we going to play out? Okay, here we go. Here's the vibes. <laughs> Here Finish go. a long work day. Okay. You know, I'm in scrubs. I'm working hard. Yes. But then go upstairs, freshen up. Yes. We love a zhuzh. Love a zhuzh. Hair, makeup, everything done. Yes. Put on a little something, something. Mm-hmm. A little razzle dazzle. Get it, girl. Titties out. <laughs> Push them up. <laughs> I'm Something, not there to tape them for you. I'm I so know. sad. Something tight on that ass. Yeah. Make it pop. There you go. Go downstairs. Mm. Hotel bar. Okay. What are you ordering? Mm, you want to look cool. Something yeah. on the rocks. On it. Martini. Hello. No, I hate a martini, martini. glass. I, extra dirty. Extra Other olives. unpopular opinion. I hate a martini glass. Oh I will my ask, God. Who are you? Samantha really? Manicero. I will ask them every time if martini put it on the rocks. I want you to take my martini. That is an put insult. It that is an insult of martinis. You are never allowed to order another martini as long and as you live. Listen, here's the thing about having a drink over ice. Check yourself while you wreck yourself. It's going to last longer and it's going to hydrate you because the ice is going to start to eventually You're melt. obviously, like the whole point of martinis because you want it strong as fuck. You don't I want don't want it, it in that down. stupid fucking glass. How much of the martini do you drink versus spill on yourself? Well, by the time you're done with the martini, you might be spilling it on yourself, so. I cannot pick up a <laughs> martini glass and even get a first sip off oh before I've spilled some there and then I'm annoyed. There's something so iconic about drinking out of a martini glass. I love it. I think it looks stupid. It looks like, it's not a functional glass. So I think you just look stupid pinkies drinking out up, of a martini. Bitches, pinkies up. Hell no. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to look like a bad bitch by having like a nice glass one right. that I could really just put a whole fist around. You know what I mean? Just really got a good grip on it. 
I'm going to sit there almost seriously. Maybe I'll even like read a book. Something like, oh, mysterious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like well, you can't be scrolling on your on your TikTok with that situation. No, like, no, no. You got to be looking a little bit more like, you know. Or I'll like go down there with my work computer. There you go. And that's then, yeah, the that's the vibe. It's the like, move. oh my God, I'm so busy. I'm like yes. a busy professional. Come blow my back out. Looking while I'm looking snatched as fuck. Right. So I'm just bar. saying there's potential in this plan. Okay. If that doesn't work, I'm still waiting to get my Delta Elite status <laughs> so I can hang out in the Sky Lounge. But I just, I like to spread my options wide. I'm yeah, not going to find yeah, that yeah. in nature. Would that plan mm-hmm. work? We're in nature. What am I going to find? Some fucking lumberjack? No. Yeah, and the bars in like, in all the mountain towns. I'm going to find some sweaty hikers. Oh, no. Vale. Vale? You might like Vale. Vale's kind of your vibe. I'm still not going out in nature mm. though. I'm a lodge gal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm the one that will go on the, I'm going to go ski and I'm, leave you in the lodge. I will stay in the lodge and, and drink my hot your cocoa. Hot, your hot cocoa with maybe a little Bailey's. You sure. know, and yeah. then I will come meet you and have my Bloody Mary. Perfect. <laughs> but it's like, I want my cake and eat it too because I like yeah. nature and I think it's like good for me. I like fresh air and all that shit. But okay, if you had to choose like a nature, your top nature scenery, what would it be? Like your, your one thing that you want to see in your lifetime that's worth a nature walk, aka hike. So I, this Canadian dude goes to my gym mm-hmm. and I was asking about that lake in Canada, the one in Banff, like Lake Louise. And I was like, how? That's gorgeous. I want to see that. But I was like, how long of a hike is it? He's like, it's like five minutes from the road. I'm like, say less. <laughs> I'm going to Canada. Oh, Canada. Canada. I feel like they've got way better access or way more opportunity for those kinds of situations. Honestly, Montana looks really gorgeous. Oh, can we please? I would love that. But I just like, don't. Maybe Yellowstone. I got in shape. I'd like hiking. But I just, nature's not Jackson Hole. for me. I'm. I'm bougie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. <laughs> this is kind of ironic. My dad, right? A rancher. Here we go. He is just like you. He'll do the whole like, you know, farming thing. But like his idea of a good time is like a bougie ass hotel. Yes. He's like, he has no interest in doing any of like the Room outdoor Room service sports. is my love language. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Room service is one of my love languages. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a nature girl. I love nature, but it does come with a little, the tagline or like the extent of it is probably is not as long as other people. Like as Lexi's, Lexi's here. This girl, this is nature queen. I know. I'm jealous though, because her pictures oh my God. make me so jelly. And then I feel like a lazy second ship, but I want, yes. I don't know. What this a, is why I fell in love with her with her freaking photography, you guys. If you're not following her on Instagram, first of all, please do because her photography skills are out of control. It's so I love her pictures. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Stunning. And we all want to go visit the places that she has been. All right. Well, let's talk about her because let's we're already hyped her. Up. Here we okay, go. Okay, so we have Alexis Hinkley, mm-hmm. but we call her Lex. Mm-hmm. She's a neurocritical care nurse from Washington. She spent the last year working as a travel nurse all over Colorado, California, Oregon. She is an activist, photographer, content creator. She's on a mission to make waves in our healthcare system by creating an IG and a TikTok full of humor. She gives, honestly, yeah. her most like viral TikTok video is very raw, real, yes. just car rant of yeah. natural thoughts. She's really just putting it all out there and dropping education, sass, and the realty. It's so much fun. And we get into it today, but Lex also went mega viral with eleven over 11 million views now on TikTok, sharing her her frustrations after a particularly grueling shift. She's been featured in BuzzFeed, Yahoo News, along with other self, several news outlets. 
This episode also, I want to give this as a really amazing moment. So she actually opens up with us today about something that she's not spoken openly about on her platforms. And she gets very real, very raw with us. This is very personal. And so you guys, this this episode is truly off the cuff. This was one of the most fun episodes we've done. It was so dynamic. There's so many different types of conversations, unpopular opinions. So trust me, buckle up, get yourself a cocktail, unless you're going into work and then in, or you're on night shift and you're listening. We love you guys. And then you get your cocktail afterwards. And let's get into the show with Miss Lex. We live, we live. Oh, we are live. We're live, Queen. Wow. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here, Lex. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my God. Other people are excited you're here. <laughs> you know what? It's just general excitement and everybody's having a great time and we're going to foster that. We're and we're feeding our alcohol. <laughs> we are. Yes. Thank you, Ashlyn. Yeah. Don't tell anyone oh, that. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, that's not what I meant. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, I was trying to cover for you. No, I had your back. My friends all think I'm doing my dry months, basically. <laughs> We're doing a damp February. <laughs> Very damp. I'm here for this. So you're in California right now. I am. How's it going? It's amazing. Yeah. I love California. Mm. I love it. I don't want to leave. It's my second assignment in California. So I clearly <laughs> enjoy it. But yeah, I'm like really happy to be back. Now we're so excited to get into all of your funsies today. Okay, so let's give some context to the listeners. Let's get some backstory on you, where you grew up, a little bit about you, all of the things. Okay, so the year was 1995. And- oh my God, oh God. I can't. <laughs> don't, don't say that. You just hurt my feelings. I'm a fetus. No, I was raised in Washington State. I'm originally from the east side of Seattle. We lived in like Federal Way, South Side for a little bit, but East Side is a Snoqualmie represents. But yeah, I've after high school moved out to Denver, was out there for like seven years, went to college out there, started working out there, and started traveling almost a year ago this week. Oh. Yeah. So that's my little bit of backstory. It's exciting. I know. I forgot to start with this and we forgot for our last interview, but what Dang. is your unpopular opinion? Oh, I feel like I have a lot of those. You can go whatever, <laughs> you, whichever way you want to go with this situation. Okay. I think it's cruel to keep cats inside their whole lives. And I don't know why that's a societal norm. Oh, mm. I love this. I don't like that. Okay. You and my mom would totally get along because Lori, my mom has the exact same, like all of her cats are outside cats. Yeah, I mean, I just, like, they're animals. Also, pet birds weird me out. Like, pet birds weird me out. Well, I'm also afraid of birds, but I don't understand. Like, they're meant to fly. Well, like, birds aren't real. We all know that. That's but, true. Like, also- they are drones. <laughs> they're government robots. The birds work for the bourgeoisie. <laughs> oh yeah, pet birds are also, they freak me out. It's not like judgment if you have one. It's more of like, why did we as a society decide to take the most free animal, in my opinion... And put it in a tiny cage and say, no, you live with me now. Okay, what about this though? My neighbor's cat was outside and it maimed a bird. And then I found it in the walkway by my apartment. And then I had, I'm afraid of like birds. 
I didn't want to touch it, but I couldn't just leave it there. And its wing was broken and it was like trying to like, but it was stuck. And then I had this panic attack meltdown and I, no one would come get it. Are you coming out as a pet bird owner right now? No, I'm not. I finally (laughs) got it to a wildlife rescue. Where are you going with it? It was a very traumatic moment for me. Yeah, it's it's really sad. So it's like combining your like, let the cats outdoors, but now it killed a bird. No, I had actually So it's like a very big dilemma in my life. I've like only ever hit two animals with my car. Oh no, only two. The first one was Gonzo. There was no going back. I was actually, so growing up in my hometown, the like town and the high school and everything is like down in the valley. And then a lot of people like live up on the mountains surrounding it, kind of like a big fishbowl. And my parents lived up on one of these mountains, like in the highlands. And I used to joke that I could get to my high school on in neutral, but I couldn't because there were like stoplights. But I literally in theory, would just, I neutraled a lot because I my gaslight was always on. But one time I was driving down the hill from my mom's house on my way to school, and this like bunny ran out, and I hit it, and I missed my first four periods. I was literally like parked crying, like the drama, and like to think that that was like a traumatic thing, and then now having like been a COVID nurse, I'm like, oh, honey, like it gets so much worse. <laughs> but no, it happened again. My last assignment, I was in Oregon and I was driving home from like a particularly shitty shift and I hit this fucking squirrel. Oh no. And I look back and I see it and it was still alive. And so I like go, I, I make a U-turn and I go back to find the squirrel and I like could not find it. And so I parked and I was like, okay, I'm going to go walk over into this field. I'm going to find this injured squirrel. First of all, how did you survive? I ran you over with 38 inch tires on my Jeep Wrangler. (laughs) How? how? Like what? That is the toughest creature I've ever encountered. But at the same time, I'm calling all of these like emergency vets. And I'm like, hey, um, I hit an animal. Can I please bring you this animal? And I swear to God, I've never been talked down to more in my life. This lady's like, no, we're for pets. And I'm like, I injured a creature. Like, you're going to let it die? Like, that's so Aww, fucked up. Like, so sad. Well, and you have Tuna. Tuna's adorable. Yeah. Tuna's, right. got, Tuna's got his own thing going on, on on Instagram. No, Tuna straight up paid the bills for like a couple of years. That's Nursing a- school, like my rent was paid by my cat, which is like the weirdest thing about me, I think. That was going to be the next question is what's something that people don't know about you? Yeah, that my cat used to pay my rent. <laughs> Was he just getting brand deals left and right or what? So we literally, we had a set sponsor that was a, it was Pretty Litter. I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah you can, yeah. I mean, they paid me, but Love it. it was Pretty Litter and they like, we posted for them like twice a month or whatever. But yeah, they like paid good money for that. And that was just kind of its own thing. I didn't even mean for Tuna to become like an internet thing. I just like wanted kind of like a photo album for my cat. And I had never had a cat before when I got her. So I was like, okay, you're going to be a dog. Like you're, <laughs> you're going to be on a leash. I hate to tell you this. You're going to go on boats. Like yeah. we're going to do dog things. I, I hope okay, you wait, enjoy it. Can I just say Tuna's Instagram is fire. It's Thank so you. amazing. Thank I'm obsessed you. with it. Your cat is like, and okay, <laughs> to be fair, we're not, I'm not a cat person. You're not really a cat person, but Tuna makes me a cat person. You know, A lot of people say that. Mm -hmm. I was not... I'm just an animal person, but I wasn't a specific cat person and tell her. But I've also met a lot of shitty cats. The same way I've met a lot of shitty dogs. I feel like it's just (laughs) like... Met a lot of shitty people too. Met a lot of shitty people. (laughs) You know, like... But I feel like cats in general, their shittiness is why you love them. 
Right. It's like this intriguing, like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But then when a cat like loves you, like there's nothing else like it. Dogs love everybody. It's like... Yeah, Moses is a whore. Yeah, dog dogs are whores. Whore. Like they're total skanks. <laughs> cats are like... Cats you have to are wifey it. material, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. when they love you, they like fucking love you. And <laughs> my cat is like stage five. And then it's like you and nobody else. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, Wait, so is Tuna retired now or? No, no, no. Tuna's well, still paying actually, the bills I'm, still, a bit. I'm like posting a sponsored thing tonight, actually. <laughs> okay, Tuna. Tuna's but, out here like doing better financially than half the country. I mean, honestly, yeah. Like, Why am yeah. I not pimping out Zorro more? I should be pimping out Zorro. Yeah. He would kill it. Horses are expensive too. Like earn your keep. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, I should be doing yeah. this. Horses are expensive. Oh my God. Where do you board your horse? They're up in my parents' house in Somis, which is like, it's like Ventura County, which is probably like an hour and a half, like north of here. Can we go? Yeah. Uh, I was going to tell you, we got to go I because wanna... I feel like you would love it. Okay. No, Issaquah's not that bumpkin. If my anyone from my hometown hears this, they're going to be like, bitch, shut up. <laughs> but like there was a ranch. My like neighbors had a ranch and they would board everyone else's horses. That's what my mom does. Yeah. So like, yeah. why would... You, I don't know. I, it's the way to go. We grew up riding. It was fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of weird parties out there. Yeah. Well, horse people are kind of crazy. Yeah, We're all a little crazy. A little bit We're of a little off a rocker. Okay, yeah. But like anyone that lives in Issaquah, Washington is also crazy. <laughs> and I know that because I was bred there. So you're like, I can say this. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you know, sorry, everybody. No, we love it. Okay, sorry, sorry. go ahead. I was just going to say, it's like not that small of a town anymore. They just passed an ordinance that they can build high rises, which is so gross. They're going to ruin a good thing. I mean, it's not that good. Mm. It's just ruining an already ruined thing. (laughs) (laughs) Just cramming more people into an already. You know, it's all right. I mean, the Northwest is the Northwest, but growing up there was weird. Like, I feel like everybody talks about like the drug crisis in the Northwest, but like I literally got offered ecstasy my first day of seventh grade. Wow. Oh, I was dang. like, what? What's that? I'm 12. Like, no. <laughs> what? Say no drugs. The kid was like, do you want to go fizz? I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, I literally am still picking my nose. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You're like, I'm not ready for this situation yet. <laughs> Thank you. For the rest of my childhood. <laughs> Your decision to go into nursing. Let's go back to that. Okay. Where where did this sort of start and spark? And You know, I think for me growing up, I always knew I wanted to like help people. And for a while, I got really into the idea of like journalism. My school had like a student run news program. We had like a 15 minute show every day. And then... I realized that going into journalism, I was going to be like in this news cycle that didn't really have any impact. And I actually met a girl named Krista and I still follow her on Instagram. And I was working at a tanning salon at the time and she would always come in and be driving like the nicest Mercedes and have the nicest bags. And I grew up like, and not, you know, like, poor, poor. We had a lot of money before the recession, but like after the recession, like my mom lost her job. She was unemployed for a while and she's she had never not had a job like since she was like 14. And I primarily lived with my mom. And so then she got into like the fitness industry and like we did not have a lot. You know, like I, I worked three jobs at one point in high school, like while I was like in clubs and stuff. It was... I don't even know how I did it. And so this girl has like, you know, all this nice shit. And I'm like what do you do? And she was like, oh, I'm a CRNA. Like I do like a nurse anesthetist. 
and I work at multiple hospitals and she like basically like gave me her whole financial situation. And I think when I realized that like nurses have that kind of freedom to like have financial freedom and financial stability, that became super attractive to me because I knew that I wanted to have that in my life. And I knew I wanted to set myself up so that I wouldn't have to struggle the way I'd watched my mom struggle, which is not a shade. I have the best mom. Like she's my best friend. We talk every day. But like, you know, it's not easy. My mom didn't have the chance to go to college. I'm the first college graduate on her side. And I didn't want to go to college not knowing what I wanted to do. And so that happened. And then I also... I had a situation where I had a tumor removed from my left breast when I was like 16. And it was really scary. It was a phalloides tumor. And I was fine. Like I didn't have to do like radiation or chemo or anything like that. But that experience just kind of introduced me into the healthcare field. And from there, I was really set on pediatric oncology, which is like not where I ended up. And I (laughs) That's what my sister does. Oh girl. I just like I cry too much. I'm not I'm not I'm not that tough. I don't know how she does it sometimes. I don't know how anyone does anything with kids. Like y'all are a different breed. (laughs) Adults are disgusting. That's why they're they're so cute. I love I know I saw oh, your whole little see, thing I, about like old ladies, old ladies the other day. I, I love Dude, it. No, 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 no. I have screenshots on my phone. Literally, like 600 people sent me photos of their grandmas. So cute. And someone sent me a photo of their grandpa with his pet chicken, and I died. Aww. I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> your grandfather has a velociraptor on his chest. Aww. Like, that is adorable. Okay, when I do see TikToks of like old people, I guess. Oh, die. okay, I do, but. It's like you don't get to exclusively say, I just want the sweet, cute little old ladies and old men. Like you have to deal with Everybody. 40-year-old Karens and most of them 50-year-old old, like Jimbos. Like if you look gross. at the general age on like the average, like acute care floor yeah. in ICU, most of them are over the age of 60. Mm-hmm. How um, did you decide like when you, okay, you're going through nursing school, you're graduated. How do you decide where you wanted to go? Like what was your decision? Like? I always wanted to do crit care. Always wanted to do crit care. And I didn't really know like what that would look like. And I interviewed at my first hospital and I got offered ICU and like our neuro step down. And then I think like the general med surge floor. And I was honestly, it was a level one trauma center and I was terrified to go into the ICU right right off the bat. I also had heard some not so nice things about the ICU nurses there and I was just scared of it. So I started in neuro, like a neuro step down, which being in a level one trauma center was like we, pretty gnarly. Yeah, yeah, we, we took patients that would have been ICU at other hospitals yes. I've worked at. And then I fell in love with neuro. I love neuro. I love neuro. We could not be on different worlds if we tried. Neuro <laughs> is like... It. Isn't that the best thing about our it is, Yes, it really is. There's like a space for everybody. Yes. Yeah. So I and we love need everyone. Neuro and I love old people. <laughs> but yeah, I fell in love with neuro. And then from there, I went into a neuro ICU. I saw some crazy shit, like crazy stuff. But I don't know. Like, I think it wasn't that I had this like plan. It was just that I've found things that I like along the way. And I think that, you know, the one place I know I will never work is mom and baby. (laughs) Yeah. Y'all can miss me with that book club type of vibe. I can't do it. 
it feels like a sorority. I was in one and I, I don't, hated it. I don't disagree with you at all. I, I can't. Yeah. I, yeah. My rotation on mom and baby, I like, I'm sorry. You're like, I'm ready to like barf I'm, every five I'm like entirely too queer to be in that space. I'm like, I like, this is the most heterosexual place I've ever been in my life. Like, I can't handle it. I'm going to like peace out here now. Mm. No hate on like L&D nurses. And I actually, I do know a couple like queer L&D nurses. Yeah. I think it was just that floor that I was on. It Every was, unit is, I will say, pretty different and, yeah. and geographically. Because I will say oh, yeah. like- I was working, in Northern Colorado. Like for, what right. did you expect? <laughs> well, I mean, even from having previously worked in different areas in LA and Orange County, like demographic to demographic is so different. Mm-hmm. The types of parents and situations that you get. So it's oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, and that was yeah. like, I saw something when I was in Colorado on my rotation that- made me really sad. And I think that that kind of tainted it too. The city that I went to college in is a secondary refugee location. So like a lot of refugees will come and like settle there. And we had a significant amount of Rohingyans. And the Rohingyan people have like a really sad history. They're from Burma, Myanmar, Myanmar. Myanmar. Oh, fuck. I (laughs) fucked that up. Please don't cancel me. And they haven't had personhood in their own country for like 30 fucking years or something. So you can commit any crime against a Rohingyan person there, like any crime, including murder, and it's fine. And so we're talking about like extremely marginalized people that have been through some shit and they get to our country and they come to Greeley, Colorado of all fucking places. And I had a young mother on that rotation. We had one Rohingyan translator at that whole, like for that whole hospital system. And for there to be that many Rohingyan people there, that's like inexcusable. In a lot of Southeast Asia, you don't go into C-section unless you are dying and we're going to save the baby type of vibe. And we had to take her into C-section. And me as a nursing student, I was the only person who used Google Translate to type, you are fine. You're going to be okay. There's an issue with the pregnancy. We're doing a C-section. Everything's going to be fine. No one else had even like stopped to explain to her what was going on because we couldn't get a translator. They forced her to sign like all the consent forms in English. Right. It was like, I was like, oh no, like I can't, <laughs> like I can't do it. So that kind of tainted, I feel like my overall experience, but... But it says a lot about you as a nurse and, and as a person too, well, which I think is thank great. Thank you. Yeah. I just, I'm a big softie. And yeah. like, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, if I was in that position, I would want someone to Google Translate, please. Like, I don't speak Rohingyan. I'm sorry, but I can definitely like <laughs> ask Google. I don't know. Ugh. So you started your career and obviously in adults and whatnot. And I feel like this is actually kind of a heavy question to come up top with, but... There's a lot of, you know, the negativity on nursing coming down. And I'm curious just for your perspective, like, how are you feeling in terms of being a nurse right now? And like, where are you at with it? And I think the thing that sustains me is how much I love our profession. And I swear, I said that about L&D nurses, but I mean it with all the love in my heart, the same way you would like roast a sister. I love nurses period, the end. Like 99% of my friends are nurses and I try to keep it that way. (laughs) And I just like, as hard as things are right now, because they're not good. For me, that passion for all of us is like what keeps me going. But things are not good. Things are not good. And that's just the honest truth. Last year was horrific for a lot of us. And 
I think we're having a big realization on how important mental health is, especially in our field, which is good. We need that to be the reality. But yeah, I think... (sighs) Did that kind of play into your decision to go into travel nursing or what led you into travel nursing? I did not have a great experience in the ICU. I didn't. I had a coworker that I know we're all burnt out, but he made my experience there really, really hard. And there were words said to me that like, I will never forget. And I was like, I left a couple shifts ready to leave the profession entirely. And he's since apologized and like, it's fine. And I understand that like, that was more of a reflection as to how he was doing than how I was doing. And I hold empathy for that because he was having a shit time too. We all were. But I almost left. Like I, I was like, all right, I have this, you know, I have photography. I have other things I can do. I will fucking bartend. I don't care. Like I can't, I can't survive this if I keep doing it this way. I quit. I took a, about a month period where I like basically camped out of my car in Utah for like a month straight. And then I started my first assignment. So you didn't even have an assignment left up, like lined up when you quit? No, but I knew I was going to take one. I knew I was going to go into travel nursing. I went into nursing like to travel nurse. When I found out about what travel nursing was, I was like, that is exactly what I want my life to look like. It's like my two favorite things. (laughs) I love nursing and I like to travel. Why would I not do them together? Like (laughs) that's been the plan. So, you know... I was a little bit early. I I started just before my two-year mark, but it's gone well. And um, I forgot what the question was originally. Oh, what made you even get into travel nursing? Oh, yeah. It was a plan all along, but I started earlier than I would have because of how miserable I was. Good for you. I think it was literally a matter of life and death at that point, not to be too dark, but I, I had to choose me. And I think that there's a lot of nurses that probably could resonate with that, that have gone to traveling because they had to choose them. And we're not the types to do that. It's like a hard decision to make. And it's really hard when you love your team. Because like, I loved my coworkers. Like they were my best friends. They like my best friend now was like my charge nurse and like borderline boss at my first job. And now she's like my life partner. And I think that leaving that like safe space is so scary but then you realize that you can find safe spaces anywhere like you really can and like there have been hard assignments for sure especially working like crisis assignments but i don't know i just love nurses <laughs> like <laughs> do you think travel nursing kind of gave you that passion back for yes. the career oh, fuck, and yeah. the field well and it's like i realized taking these month breaks I get to kind of do that reset and check in with myself and be like, okay, like, how are we doing? And then I get that itch again. And it's like, I miss it. Like, I miss nursing. Like, it's it's so much more than just a job. And I sound like a freaking like Hallmark card right now. But like, it becomes such a big piece of your identity. And whether that's a trauma bond or not, I don't know, <laughs> but... We're all out here just trauma bonding. Yeah. 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 Well, we are going to trauma bond. This podcast is literally just one big trauma bond. (laughs) It's literally what it is. That's all right. You know, it's a healthy one, I think. There are worse trauma bonds to have. I think so. It's interesting that you say this too, because I think even here in California, and I know we have the primo of the primo situation, there's so many nurses going through this right now. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I think. Right now is a particularly interesting time because even California 
is feeling it because it's not like there's no amount of staffing laws or, you know, mandated ratios that can protect you from a crumbling healthcare system. Like there's only so much you can do. And I'm really scared for where these next few months even are going to take us. I feel like if we don't do something drastic soon, things are not going to go well and they're going to be bad for years to come. Like I, I hate saying that, but realistically, like they're coming for us. Yeah. And we don't have we don't have the power on our side really, you know, like the hostels are against us. Clearly Congress is against us. And if you don't know what that's referencing listeners, you should talk to your congressperson because uh, 200 of them signed a letter voting to cap travel agency payouts, which would in turn cap travel nursing, which is a really, really bad precedent to set in a staffing crisis. Because travel nurses, if you don't know, have already all quit their jobs at least once. Mm-hmm. We will do it again. <laughs> like... Yeah. I don't know. Well, why. I also think what's interesting, and I love that you're bringing this up because we need travel nurses, period. Yeah. And to be honest, there would be no need for travel nurses if nurses were, nurses were actually paid and healthcare workers in general, not just nurses. This yeah. is like every, this is RTs, this is like the whole, the whole industry. Better. CNAs, techs, CNAs, we're talking about techs. all of you. Yeah, absolutely. Not neurosurgeons, you've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> They've had enough, that's enough slices. But it's setting the precedent of capping, <laughs> capping pay when, why aren't you capping insurance? Yeah. Why aren't you capping pharmaceutical companies? Why aren't you capping all these other things that are going to Okay. salaries. Yeah. You know, but you're coming for the workers. You're coming for us who put in all the work and the right. heart. And, you know, we've talked about this. Well, over I feel and like over. this precedent starts with my least favorite state in the country, Texas, because they originally started last year by saying like Texas travel. nurses, the local, yeah. the local travel mm-hmm. nurse ban, which is bullshit. Yeah. Like, don't, how can you be this conservative state that's all for capitalism and, and free, free market, market and then Ooh, tell someone geez, where they can't Ashland. work? <laughs> like, go fuck yourself, Texas. Yeah. So now I feel like that's even, they're like, oh, how can we further? I'm like, how yeah. can you sit here and be capitalist mm-hmm. society and then try to tell people where they can't work or cap or limit their salary? It's interesting too the hypocrisy. It, it's like the party that's all about free market has been one of the biggest advocates and it's like just follow the money. Yeah. Like lobbyists yeah. are very powerful. They have a lot of dough and they will give it to the right people and that's clearly what's happening. Like I have no doubt in my mind that all of the big power players in the hospital corporation world came together said, hey, this is not good Mm -hmm. for us. I'm so sorry, but like I need to get the carpets replaced on my fifth yacht. And (laughs) we can't afford to keep paying these travelers. I don't know what you expect me to do without my exclusive yacht club membership, (laughs) but I will die. (laughs) And that's the thing is like what the like CEO of HCA is making like 30 million a year. CEO Banner made like 8 million a year. Like, I mean, we're talking about very, very wealthy, rich people that have very, very wealthy, rich friends that do not like us advocating for ourselves. And so when I say that we need to do something drastic, I fucking mean it because we have really, really rich, evil, Disney villain level types coming for our fucking necks. And here's the thing. They need us. Yeah. We don't need them. Yeah. Right now, as a nurse, you could go get a job anywhere. Literally. You could even have a shit 
resume and track record, you could have been fired from your last job and you could go somewhere and find a job. Not that I'm saying like you're advocating for that, but I'm just saying in general, (laughs) like you can find a job right now. They need us. We do not need them. And if they, if we all just collectively said, we're not going to do it anymore. How are you going to make your money? Hospitals are built off could the backs of their workers. Yeah, I could. Nationwide I could imagine walkout. that. And what sucks is like, it should not go there. And if it happens, we're going to be villainized so much for it. Well, but, because we get this martyr role put on us where it's like, you were in it for the you patients. You up for this. Yeah, or... I thought you care about the patients, not the money. We do care about our patients. And we know that safe staffing saves lives. We know that us not like getting our breaks, all these things is for the sake of our patients. Yeah. We actually give a shit you about our patients. You can't an empty cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also it's okay to not like being exploited. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. It's actually like totally normal. That's a really good point. So like <laughs> you can love your patients and not like being exploited. Yeah. So like there. I just like, I don't understand. These absolutes that no. people speak in. No. And it makes me insane. It's bullshit. And realistically, I really worry about where we're going to go because teachers already have laws like this. There are plenty of states where if a teacher leaves her job, leaves their job, sorry, I don't know why I just gendered that. If a teacher leaves their job before the first year of them working there, they could lose their teaching license. I do not think that that's an unrealistic thing for them to put on us. And then we're handcuffed to our jobs and they can do whatever they want. How do we consider that to be a free market and capitalism? It's It's free market for like the Bezos. Yeah. Like it really is. It's such a sham. And, And that's the thing is like, I'm worried about us getting complacent. I've seen a lot of complacency in nursing. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, we talk about that too. Yeah. And you know what, to be honest, we come from that generation. I mean, we've been nurses now for nine, working on 10 years. And I think it's interesting because we've had a lot of conversations over the last year and we're big advocates for we need to start standing up because we didn't. We we were not as active. And I think it's so interesting because this new generation, your generation included, like coming in and seeing these things very eyes wide open and bringing these issues to light. And it's, it is sad that it took the pandemic and here we are, but these are things that we should be talking about and right. we should be getting involved and we should be having these conversations. We should be lobbying, getting involved with Congress, sending letters, mm-hmm. making phone calls. Like this is, we have to all do it. And tag them. And tag I'm them. a big advocate for tagging people. I love that. I yeah. will cyber bully you into oblivion. <laughs> it's not even cyber bullying. It's literally know, like, I like to call it be that. accountable. <laughs> be accountable. Yeah, but honestly, you're not. The thing though, what I love about you, Lex, is like you do, but you're very, okay. I want to say this very, you are so well-spoken and very well-read on the issues. Thank I actually you. wanted to ask you Yeah, about I love this. your TikTok, to be honest. You are, I don't know how you do it because it's almost like I could it's not- It's autism. Ar- it's I can't autism. articulate the things that you do. You do it so well. And I, you know, I, I'll watch your TikTok, which by the way, you've been popping off. If you guys are not following her already, you should be. But you are so well-spoken and so well researched on these issues. How do you like, where does this come from? And, you know, speak to this a little bit. Cause I'm like, okay, so I have to talk about this because I am literally obsessed with this new hydro jug. I have been using it for all of my shifts this past week. And first of all, the compliments that I have been getting on this jug is insane. And it's just so functional, not to mention I'm actually getting my water in. (laughs) 
Okay, well, the one that we got is beautiful. It's amazing. It's the white pearl. It has the pink top, and it's all shiny, and it's like a mermaid water jug. Barbie pink. It's so on brand for selfie. We're obsessed with this. So this is obviously our favorite one, you guys. It's a stainless steel hydro jug because not only is it on brand, but you can sip through the attached straw or remove the straw to pour it seamlessly. It has triple layered insulation, which will help keep your water nice and cold through your whole shift. The jug features a silicone base, which keeps it where you want it. And I'm telling you, I put it literally on the table and it does not go anywhere. That thing, once you put it down, is done. Not moving. What table? The nurse's station? The (laughs) nurse... I'm just saying, I... It's not a water bottle. It's a hydro jug. It's totally joint commission approved. (laughs) Joint commission approved. Not to mention this, it does not have any condensation on the outside, which I love. It also has a fixed handle on the top. So when I'm carrying it into work, it's so easy. I'm just, we're obsessed with this thing. We love our hydro gut. We love it. And they have a glass one. They also have their pro version, which I kind of like for the gym actually, but Mm -hmm, it's a little mm -hmm. lighter than the stainless steel one to carry around. Absolutely. And all of them hold a half gallon of water, which you know, that is what I need to be doing. with my life minimum. So I love that it's my goal every day is okay, if I can drink one hydro jug a day. Yes, that is a huge improvement for me. Yeah, for sure. I'd like to get to two. But if I can do one hydro jug a day, that is goals. That's already way better than we're already doing. It also has like a nice wide mouth opening so you can easily add ice or even like throw some fruit in there if you want to be bougie. Mm -hmm. They also have sorry, they have 40 different color combos. They're BPA free. 20 out of 10 recommends. Absolutely. So head over to hydrodug.com and use code SELFIE, that's C-E-L-L-F-I-E, to get 10% off of your order today. Again, that's the hydrodug.com. Use code SELFIE, C-E-L-L-F-I-E, and get 10% off of your order. You know, this past year, actually, I'm going to backtrack a little bit and then hit on this. I had a pretty massive thing I have not talked about. I'm going to talk about it now. I got diagnosed with autism. And I did not know that about myself. I have had so many diagnoses thrown my way my entire life. ADHD, CPTSD, and like BPD. I like I had a psychologist tell me when I was 14 that I had uh, borderline personality disorder, which like kids don't have borderline personality disorder. They're kids. Their personality is still forming. Fun fact for any psychologists listening that do that. <laughs> but I've had all these diagnoses thrown my way and come to find out like it could just all be autism. I have it in my family. And like, I think that for me coming to terms with that and realizing that it's like a total strength and it's not what we think it is. Like we, everything that we know about autism is from the male gaze and male Mm -hmm, autistic brains. We do not look at female autistic people or like the female autistic brain as a blueprint, right? Like everything that we know about medicine is for Caucasian skin, right? When you look at like medical books, it's all Caucasians. Well, when you look at things about autism, it's really all males. And I talked to this neurologist and it was like, I don't know. Like it was just really eye-opening. And for me, it's been this really awesome thing because I think back to like moments where people were like, Hey, did you hear what I just said? And I'm like, no, because I'm hyper focusing on my sock coming off of inside my boot and I literally can't think about anything else. Or the fact that like I still in my brain can see some of my nursing school textbook pages. Like I literally can still see them in front of me. And so I feel like I have a lot more ability to absorb that type of information and then like reference it later down the line, which is a strength that I'm very happy to have. I used to think it was just because I cared a lot, but that also could be autism as well. 
Um, so, you know, like there's like, it's just been a very interesting road to be on kind of as an adult getting that diagnosis and then looking back at my life and in my childhood and my inability to like understand sarcasm and like all these things that happened when I was a kid and look at where I'm at now. And where I'm at now is I have, you know, a sociology minor and I have always been very, very, very empathetic. And it's not like that douchey, I'm an empath. It's like, I feel everything at the nth degree. And like, I give all of the fucks, every single fuck. It's very overwhelming inside my my brain. Like, it's not a fun time sometimes. <laughs> but... Being able to like put that into like a tangible space, like a TikTok account or like social media has been fucking rad because come to find out there's a lot of people that like also give a fuck and it's cool to give a fuck. We went through this weird phase where it was like cool to be apathetic and not care. And I feel like that's finally ending, which is awesome. But that for me has been a really big processing thing over this past year. And I'm happy to finally be able to share that because I... It's very cool. I haven't really... I don't know. There's a lot of really, really powerful advocates for like the female autistic brain and like female autistics. And I didn't want to like... I just feel like I don't know enough and I'm still learning. So I didn't really want to speak on it yet because I don't feel like it's something I can like really do well. But I'm still learning so much. And that is kind of where the passion comes in. I feel like my emotions are just really, really intense. And I've been able to kind of channel that into social media and use it as an outlet for that. And that's been really cool. Like I used to do a lot more ads and stuff like that. But I haven't done an ad like on my Instagram account since January 2021, like a full year. I actually remember. I'm like, your marble ad that you did. Yo, I dude. love... It was Miklub. 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 I'm like, dude. you did like your photography, like everything about you. I'm like, I literally remember that ad because it's like, you just have that to me. You have that like staying power and you have... You are just one of those people to me that there's something about you have this staying power and it's so remarkable. And just the fact that you're opening up about this, first of all, amazing. But I can tell you just as someone like looking out, I'm like, you are so well-spoken. You're very thoughtful about it. And I know you do pop off, but it's so meaningful what you are doing. It's very powerful. Well, thank you. I try to like having the heightened empathy that I have as like a highly sensitive person, I have been able to kind of strategically use that, I think, to try and make the most impact. And I feel like one skill that I am proud of having is being able to take a general gist of things and say it in a way that does evoke emotion in a positive sense, not like in a manipulative sense, but in a way that just like really communicates what the end goal is, right? So that's that's been something that I've been kind of working on and trying to hone in on a little bit more. So thank you for seeing that. I really appreciate it. How do you feel your response has been? Like when you're popping off on some of these nursing issues or other things, how do you feel? Because I mean, you don't always get just people in healthcare that view your stuff and everything too. So how do you feel the response has been? It's been really good. It's been a weird thing because like, I did have a social media presence like before I became a nurse and kind of like trying to merge the two has been like an interesting thing on its own. Yeah, I did like the NBC interview earlier, like last month. I did a bunch of new stuff. I did BuzzFeed. I'm done doing press stuff. I hate it now. I had a traumatizing experience with it. I did my hometown 
like news agency and they started off the story by playing the it's just high fever TikTok where I have the eyes and my whole hometown saw me with this horrific filter. I know exactly which filter it is. And like the crying yes. eyes one. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was how they started the whole news thing on like on me. Yeah, like, you're like, wow. I was like, yeah, I'm done. And my dad, who I hadn't talked to in a while, I was like, hey, I'm going to be on your news tonight. Just FYI. That was also the first thing he saw. So cool story. But I was like, oh yes. my God. Yes. Um, very funny looking back. But yeah, it's been interesting. Like the response to everything. I did not expect it to be this impactful. I thought I would... A lot of the times, like the videos that have had the biggest like presence were literally... Two of the videos, I'm in my car after a night shift just bitching. In my mind. Like that's how I view it, right? <laughs> it's just like me complaining or like me talking about something that happened at work. And like my two biggest videos, I wasn't going to post because I was like, you're so annoying. Like no one wants to hear this. Like just... Just put this in your drafts and put it away. And then I, I think just, that's why people like it though, because that's authentic. It's the real, like that was you in a real moment in time saying what you really felt. Yeah. Is one of the ones the COVID, we have no beds, no beds means yes. no beds. That one had like 11 million views, I think. Yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah. And like, I wasn't even going to post it because I literally was like, oh, the guy I'm talking to is going to think I'm so annoying. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> what the fuck is that thought? Put that in the garbage. Like, no, but okay, to your credit. You thought about it and you reflected on it and you still did. Like, that's powerful. You know, because we all go through that. Like, especially all of us on social know. media. Dude, I put a lot of bullshit on my internet. <laughs> like, my social media pages. I'm just, also true. I'm we all do. We all do. Mine is chaotic and unhinged. <laughs> We're all a little unhinged it's over okay. here. It's good. You know what? Again, Self-aware. Authenticity. Yeah. Wow, that was hard. Love that for you. I did it though. It's good. Yeah. It's really good. I don't know. Like, it's the response has been good. I think it's interesting though. Like, when I have seen like the others come in. You know, I've had some anti-vax people that like said they changed their mind, which like I didn't think that would happen. That's really cool. Yeah. That's I had I had one guy that was like anti-vax, anti-mask that was a veteran that posted a whole video response and tagged me. And he was like, I struggled because I was in Afghanistan for the first half of the pandemic. And I came home and was just like, no, fuck you. I'm not doing any of this. Thank you. I didn't realize that this is how the situation was. I'm now going to go get vaccinated. And like that was a big changing moment for me. And like I did not think that it would be that impactful. But I guess what I learned is once again, nurses are fucking awesome. And people really want to hear from us. I think every nurse should be using their platform as much as they can. Like any platform that you have, like people want to hear from you. People want to hear your experience. Unless you're selling essential oils and talking shit about vaccines, then please I love stop. You. <laughs> please stop. doTERRA has enough money. Okay. I swear they're fine. You don't need to do that. But like people really want to hear from nurses. And a lot of people, especially with COVID, have an intense distrust of the media, an intense distrust of the government. But I think that one of the biggest tools that we have as people alive today is the ability to make a face-to-face, one-on-one connection with someone that you will never meet via social media. I think that that's been a huge, huge thing for me is realizing that like me bitching in my car might feel insignificant to me because it's my lived experience. But someone that like 
doesn't know what's going on, that doesn't know who to trust, watches that video, sees that I'm obviously telling the truth because I'm pissed as fuck. And is like, oh my God, that's what's going on? Damn. Like, that's power. It is. That's power. Because there's no other place where they're really showing that light. Yeah. You're not seeing that in the media. You're not seeing that anywhere else. They like can't, They literally can't. Yeah. So it's, yeah. How do you feel that social media intersects with being a nurse? Because it's kind of, frowned upon and taboo to cross that line as a nurse and post on social media and be authentic and be yourself because we're expected to fit in this little box and be professional at all times. I think professionalism sucks. Thank you. Amen. professionalism. (laughs) But has that ever gotten you in like hot water? I'm not a professional person. I will never be one. I will save your life and I will crack a joke after. (laughs) But like... I also feel like professionalism is so fake. It is. It's fake and it's stupid. Like no one wants that. Like I love my patients and I'll like go and sit with them and like shoot the shit and like, you know, the ones that will... I read read the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But like, I feel like that I've been able to make really impactful connections with my patients because I treat them like real people. And I'm like, hey dude, like what's going on? Like today sucks. Like, are you okay? You want to talk about it? Like, I'm here for you. I'll go eat your meds. You know, like that's a very general interaction with like Has your employer ever had a problem with your social media or have you ever like ran into any of those roadblocks? You know, my only at my very first job. Also, Kaiser threatened to sue me, but (laughs) (laughs) Kaiser did threaten to sue me, but you know what? You can't sue someone for slander if it's true. Sorry. Got a point. (laughs) Absolutely. But no, my first job, but it wasn't even like, I wasn't even like a nursing thing. It was because I just like had posted my photography and I'd been at the job for like a month and my manager pulled me in the office and was like, hey dude, so we heard you have a really like a big Instagram. We just want to like kind of talk about like how that interacts with work. And like, she basically just gave me the general spiel. And I was like, did I do anything wrong? And they're like, no, we just have never had anyone working here that like has a social media presence. But it wasn't like I got in trouble. I've never gotten in trouble other than, well, what I just said. But (laughs) feel free to bleep them out if you don't want. (laughs) No, we love this. Oh, okay. Hey, real tea. I think it's important to talk about too, because these are, what you're talking about are real issues. Yeah. And I'm so happy that you are doing this. And we are. We're like, we, <laughs> we're living for this. Well, so it's great. We're all social here. media, like my general thing is, I personally hate jokes that like, where the patient is the brunt of the joke. I think it's inappropriate. And I think it makes us look like shit. I don't like those. And I know that a lot of the times when I see those, especially like on TikTok, it's people that don't actually work in the medical industry, thankfully. But I don't like that. I had one that, got a little bit viral that felt that way and I took it down. Yeah. Like, but it was the craziest thing ever. I had a patient that had a fungal blood infection and I'll let you guess what state this was in. We found out it was because he was dissolving his meth in kombucha. Hmm. Sorry, it's not funny, but it's... That's fucking hilarious. (laughs) He's fine. He's alive. We can can joke about it. I mean... It was yeah, Oregon. It's not if you guessed I- Oregon, you're right. It's um, not a bad idea, <laughs> to be honest. No, he thought, no, we talked to him and he said he said that he thought that the bubbles meant it was sterile. Okay. He didn't I know. like where he's going with it. Yeah, I was like, that's a scientific thought. Yeah, there's yeah. some alcohol like, in kombucha. You're wrong, you're wrong but the, you were on the right track. Good try. <laughs> Good, good attempt. But you know, again, this is why we need safe injection. I don't know if we need to get into that, but I'm very pro. Listen, people are going to do drugs. People are going to do drugs. You should just make it so they don't die. Like I just, 
I think that that is the logical thing to do. But no, because we want to preach so much freedom here, but then we want to control everyone's move. It's, right. it's, this country's so ass backwards. Oh, and we're know. like, freedom! You can't <laughs> tell me to wear a mask, but like, I'm going to send you to jail for having weed on you. Or you like criminal. if you like, have an abortion, we're going to I'm going to control your, you. yep, yeah. your right to your feminine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Your body is yeah. not yours. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. No, but I had posted something about that specific situation and I took it down because it felt wrong. Even though like, I don't know. I, it just, it didn't... You just didn't want the intent to get misconstrued. No, and, I, and I, I don't ever want to come across as the nurse that like thinks that... I don't know, exploiting really dark moments of people's lives is like a funny joke. Right. It's, it's not. We all have dark sense of humor, right? right like right. that's yeah. part of the job. But like, I don't know. So with social media, it's like, I think intent is very important. And like making sure that at the end of the day, you're not doing things to hurt people, right? Like we do this to advocate and we might not be professional, but we're still... The try is there. Absolutely. <laughs> the the intent is important. So like I haven't really had an issue there. Also, my recruiter like knows about my TikTok because I've sent her way too many people. <laughs> but I also like had to like warn her because I was scared. Like, you know, especially with the whole the K-word situation. I was really scared. And it's really scary when you have a representative call you and use words like slander and you're like, yeah, uncomfy. But what's, the, I mean, maybe along that bloodline, what's something you want to myth bust about being in social media? Oh, that's a hard question. I don't think I've ever thought about that. Maybe that like, I don't know, that we're actually cool. I'm just a regular schmegular gal. Like I'm not, I don't know. I feel like people really idolize social media people. And honestly, yo, no, this is the real Mythbuster. A lot of social media people actually suck. Suck. Yes. Yes. Like people with big followings, I've met some and they suck. Mm. Oh or you're like, this God. is not the person that I thought you were or yeah. that you were portraying. No, on no one media. in medical TikTok has sucked though. So that's been cool. Like everyone I've met in real life from like nursing and medical TikTok and like, I guess social media in general and right. a lot of my brains at TikTok, they've all been cool. But I've met like, like the travel influencers and like YouTubers and I've never had worse conversations. I was, yo, I have a story actually. I was, so this year I went to Iceland. I bought a flight for the next day. I had a stretch of days off. There was a volcano erupting in Iceland. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go. And I am at a literal volcanic eruption and I hear this girl talking about how much my reach my Instagram account has. And like, actually my like demographics are really intriguing to look at. And I look over and it's this like girl that is like a really big like travel person on Instagram. And she sat there for like 45 minutes at a fucking volcanic eruption talking about Instagram. Bitch, there's lava in front of you. (laughs) Be There's present, literal yeah, fucking present. lava in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Are you for real? Yo, I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> perspective. You know, yeah. like, yeah. it's, but that's the thing. And I think for people in medical and nursing social media, we all have real lives outside of social media. Our social media is, I feel like, for all, a lot of us, an outlet. It's not our entire existence. There is something weird about people whose entire existence is social media. And content creation. Yeah. yeah. Not all of them. Yeah. But like, 
I've just met some ones that I was like, whoo, I do not want to be in an elevator with you ever again. Like, <laughs> no. But I think that that's a, a good myth to bust. What's your favorite platform versus your two top? Girl, I love my TikTok. Okay. Mm-hmm. I also love Twitter. Oh, see, I'm not a Twitter girl. See, I took a break Mm. from Twitter for a while because I got really into NFTs last year. And NFTs, I'm no longer doing. It's annoying to me. The whole NFT scene annoys me. But the depths of Twitter, fantastic. Fantastic. It's like a whole other... Also Reddit. Oh, I fucking love Reddit. Reddit's kind of fun. No one can ever see my Reddit. I don't want anyone... Like, I will take my subreddit subscriptions to the grave because they're... (laughs) That's kind of what I like about Reddit though. Like, you can find an answer to anything on Mm -hmm. there. And really weird shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) It's interesting. My favorite... Oh, that's a good question. I'm asking you, what's your favorite subreddit? I feel like I like to get on the like weird... Not even weird, but maybe it's not even on Reddit, but... I like to hear all the like celebrity, like conspiracy oh, yeah. things. Like yes. I buy into that shit. For sure. Like the Avril Lavigne is a changeling. Yes. yes. She's not. I know her photographer, but it's okay. But I, I like those. I like those as is well. Is Katy Perry, JonBenet Ramsey? Absolutely. Okay. That's Glad we agree on this. Without a doubt, dude. Okay. <laughs> that, that, those doubt. are the places I end up. <laughs> no, my favorite. It's like 3 a.m. and I'm like, I'm invested right now. Yo, but have you been on the Glitches in the Matrix subreddit? Yes. Holy shit. I literally Where they're like, I left the house and went and got dinner and came right home. And my, everyone was like, where were you? And there, when you, I went and picked up the food that we ordered and I was gone for 15 minutes and I came right back and they're like, you've been gone for four hours. Okay, but I have a solution to that one. Alien abduction, obviously. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but they're obviously. the the they wipe the memory, bro. Glitches <laughs> are like, and I believe them. They're so you gotta I'm, find I'm that. Yes. Okay, I gotta get on this because I'm I'm intrigued. There's, I'm very intrigued. One, my favorite, I think it's not, maybe not my favorite, but it's the one that comes to mind when I think about glitches in the matrix. It was a guy walking down, like you know those like English suburbs that like it's just like rows of houses. You know what I'm talking about? I think like Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like he's walking down like basically a row of houses like that, passes by his friend, has like a three sentence exchange with his friend and keeps walking and then walks by his friend again, has the exact same interaction and then keeps walking. It happened twice. Mm. And this poor dude is like... Or is it kind of like when you have a dream... And you're like, I've done this before. No. I've been there before. No, that's deja vu. Yeah. And I've, I have deja vu really, really, really hard. Okay. Like, I, saying, I feel like that would be like... Where my that, that subreddit is fascinating because yes. the people's stories of things like that were one, it was like, my parents left the house and went and then like, I saw their car drive up and they came in the house, but then they like 30 minutes later... Walked in again. Walked in again. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what oh, the hell? Weird. Like, mm. yeah, there's like things like that on there. And you're like, the matrix literally just was like, and like yeah. reset. And you're like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, it's a burp in the space yeah. continuum. Mm. No, like I'm here for that. Burp. Or I'm really into the whole um, Mandela stuff, like the Berenstein Bears versus the, the the Fruit of the Loom one. Like, there, that was in a, a cornucopia. That I, it was. I swear on my it life was. that fruit. Because that's how I learned what a fucking cornucopia was yes. when I was in the 90s. Was And I yes. was always like, why is this sock 
have a fucking fruit basket in a cornucopia. Like you think that a someone nine-year-old even knows how to say cornucopia? No, it's because it was on Fruit of the Loom and yep. they try to lie. And they're trying to like gaslight us into literally thinking it was never there and it was there. Dude. Yeah. Those ones, I like trip out on mm-hmm. all of those too. Yeah, but it's I used to read the Berenstain Bears books and they're trying to say it's Berenstain. No, the fuck it isn't. <sighs> I honestly is that just a pronunciation? No, it's like S T E I N versus S T E or S T A. It's E I. No, it's (laughs) A A I N. Well, I agree with you, but we're maybe you and I were just part of the same. We were on the same. Yeah, we were the same verb. But they're literally trying to tell us that it's Berenstain Bears, and I'm like, no, it's literally not. I have those books. Honestly, I want to go through my mom's storage and find them because I'm like, I will fucking show you. She'll find it. But there's a lot of those like ones that trip me out, where they're trying to tell you that. Yeah, I love Reddit. Yeah, I'm. I am deep on. I'm banned from a couple subreddits. (laughs) How do you get banned? So I may or may not have doxxed a man. In a Colorado subreddit, there was a guy that took a shit in Hanging Lake and I got his phone number and posted it. Oh my God. <laughs> well, why did he do that? He took a shit in Alexis Hanging Lake. is going off. First of all, no men are safe. But secondly, literally, he took a shit in Hanging Lake and then like did uh, he did something else. Like he got naked and got in the Maroon Lake at the Maroon Bells and has just like made all this money and internet fame being a piece of shit in Colorado and like disrespecting our public lands. I don't fuck with that. Not, so, not on her watch. Yeah, I posted on her. It got deleted, you guys. I, <laughs> I'm sorry I did that. I learned. I'm different now. I'm not. Don't ban me. Uh, don't, 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 no. Don't do it. I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't do that. And I learned. But fuck him, dude. Mm. Don't take a shit in Hanging Lake. Okay, I have a rapid fire questions. Rapid. We have a couple. We have a couple that we want to go through. Okay, okay. ready? Last meal. What is it? Are you saying the last meal I ate? Or yeah. Like my, you ever get? Oh, what's your last, last meal, meal? I ever get? Yeah. What's your last meal, dude? Okay, the vegan cheddar hit peas first. Oh. You're going for vegan food on no, no, your no, no, last no, 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 meal no, 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 ever? No, no. Hear me out. They're so fucking good. And if you don't like them, you're lying. Second thing is gonna be. Denver Biscuit Company, they... Okay, sorry. You should pay me if you're listening. Denver Biscuit Company... I'm going to eat all the gluten, basically, because I just found out that I'm gluten tolerant. The past year, the realizations about my body, it's like, you're autistic and you can't have gluten. That sucks. (laughs) No more beer for you, baby. (laughs) No, it's horrible. Oh my God. I had those fucking KFC Beyond Nuggets the other... Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I literally, I had full body chills. I was like tremors. Mm. I am not a gluten girl, but I would eat all the gluten. So I would get Denver Biscuit Company. They have like a strawberry shortcake biscuit. Let me think of what else. Favorite foods. I love food. I like any food. I'm all really, right. I'm not picky. I just don't eat certain animals because I love them. And it makes me sad That's to fair. eat them. We love that for you. But I fucking hate chicken. So I'll eat them any day. Um, <laughs> On that note, I probably would do fried chicken. So we're doing... Chick-a-fill. We have our side, which is my hit piece. I'm going to do some fried chicken. Specifically, I'm going to do Jollibee in the Philippines fried chicken. It's from the best fried chicken I ever had in my life. I'm going to do my Denver Biscuit Company. And then to finish it all off, ube ice cream. Also Filipino food. Delish. I lived in the Philippines for like a summer. And I got to tell you right now, it's the best place. Amazing. That was our other rapid fire question. Was your favorite place you've traveled? Oh, the Philippines for fucking sure. Iceland is great. Iceland's great because everybody's hot. I literally (laughs) was like consistently horny the entire time I was there. 
I was like, I'd fuck you and you and, and you, you and you. That grandma, absolutely. <laughs> like, but Iceland was great for that. But the Philippines is fucking incredible. It is like so overlooked by travelers and I don't get why. It's beautiful. They have the last living barrier reef on the planet. It's the people there. I think the worst person I met in the Philippines would still be top five best people I've ever met in my life. Like fantastic human beings and so generous and so welcoming. I felt so safe there. I literally like I was there for like a while. And I remember like my third week there, I was working at a tuberculosis hospital. I was there with a nonprofit. And my third week there, I realized was the longest time since I turned nine years old that I had gone without being catcalled. And it's not like the men didn't... I didn't see another like Caucasian person for mm, four weeks because I was working like in Tondo, which is Barangay 105. What's up? Represent. It's a inner city portion of Manila. It's like on the bay and it's very, very poverty stricken. It's not a tourist spot. I realized like... I had not gone that long without getting whistled at or some disrespectful comment. And it's not that the men wouldn't approach me. I had bleach blonde hair and I'm like, white as fuck walking around in Tondo. <laughs> but they would, they'd be like, hello, ma'am, what's your name? Yeah. Imagine that compared to like, I don't know, Los Angeles. Like, it's just like, <laughs> I, it's, cool. it, was, it was amazing. Philippines are fucking great. I love them. Favorite cocktail? Favorite cocktail? <sighs> Ooh, okay. Fort Collins, Colorado, there's a bar called Social. And it's like downstairs and it's like speakeasy vibes. Very dark, very cool. There's like a typewriter. I don't know why. It's decoration. They have a blackberry gin gimlet thing. Done. It was like real blackberries in it. It is probably one of the best drinks I've ever had. The other best drink I've ever had was in Iceland at a sushi restaurant. (sighs) Was also a gimlet. Okay. I apparently really like gimlets. Favorite curse word? Cunt. It's a good one. Oh God, I love it. <laughs> I love it. We have talked about this. Bring cunty back. We yeah. love it. Dude, cunt is great. That's great. Word. I think I would do well in Australia because I'm just like, cunt. Yeah, like, yeah that's very, that? yeah. You literally said that. Yeah, yeah it's very like, <laughs> it's and, very cuntastic over there. And they don't care. No. Like, yeah. it's not like, oh my, like you say that here and people like will break their neck to be like, oh my God. I'll say it, but I've only ever had one man call me that and he had thrown hands thrown at him. It was at a frat party and I was like, uh-uh, Tyler. Tyler. I, Would be a fucking Tyler. I'd do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest flex. Biggest flex? I can do a really weird thing with my lip. Let's see it. Why is that my answer? I don't know. <laughs> Listeners, I'm sorry. You're going to listen to it and it's going to sound weird. How do you, I don't even think I could do that if I tried. My friends in high school, my friends in high school, we would literally do it at each other when we were like passing each other in the halls. And I don't know why it was the funniest thing. That's my answer. Apparently. Life motto. This is gonna be really cringe. This is this is one of my cringiest moments, but I'm gonna embrace the cringe. Send it. I say we'll that to myself in my brain a lot. Like, I'll be like sitting on the couch. I'm like, oh, I should really drink some water, but I don't want to get up. And then I'm like, send it. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> go. That's the skier coming out of me. Well, I mean, you literally booked a flight to Iceland. The yeah, next day. That was, that's like the definition of send it. Yeah, but that was like a dark time. I'm going to be honest. My sister even called me out. She's like, do you think that you're like doing all this traveling and all this like really intense, like spontaneous shit 
to like drown out other things. And I was like, yes. Absolutely. I absolutely am. Yes. I'm trying Avoid. not to but die. Do you like, also think that if you were in a really good place where you feel like very fulfilled and healed and just have a good understanding of yourself, where you'd be like, I want to go see the world and explore too. Here's the thing. I'm a quad Sagittarius. My therapist says it's because of other things, but I think it's because I'm a Sagittarius. I'm always going to be like that. It was just at that time, I was like, I flew to Mexico and then I flew to Iceland. And then I like was like driving up to Tahoe like overnight to like watch the sunrise. And it was literally just like me desperately trying to feel anything other than what was currently in my brain. That was just that specific moment. But I will always be doing psychotic shit. It is just how I live my life. And it's because I'm the sand. Also love us. Wait, oh, I, this brought this to mind. Yes. Your girl, Vanessa. Oh my God, I love her. Okay, so... Homegirl on Pluto. Homegirl on Pluto. We have to give her a shout out because... So you you had done a reading with her. Yeah, and I she's wanted... done so many things for me. Like, yeah. she's taught me so much. I owe her money. Okay, I do. so we're... Sam and I are going to do a a couple's reading we together. We scheduled. I just don't know what time I was born. Yeah, so we have to find out what time... <laughs> we have to find out when she was. Here's the thing. So I asked my mom. I was like, Uh-oh. hey, what time I was born? She's like, I don't know. It's on your birth certificate. Well, I don't have my fucking birth certificate. Does she? No. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like disappeared a while back, but it's like, okay, I got my passport 20 years ago. I don't know. After I got my passport, it kind of just got lost in a move or something at some point, but I don't need it at this point. I have Do you know social- if it was like morning or night? No. She literally has no Your idea. Your mom doesn't remember? I, she's got four kids. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm a middle child. Like, we forgot that one. So I don't know, but I got to go down to the actual courthouse or whatever records and get my birth certificate. Okay, well, the long story short is I did a reading with Vanessa and it was literally one of the best things. I It's better than therapy for me. Mm-hmm. She just laid out so many things for me. She's so good. So anyone listening, you guys should definitely check her out if you're into these kinds of things. But I absolutely love her. She also does her. human design. She does astrology and human design. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to go get my birth certificate yes. this month so we can get that done. But we're planning on doing a whole bonus episode where we did our like compatibility together. Yes. Yeah. No, Vanessa's great. I met her because of a, a demonic man, but now I have her, so it's okay. She's absolutely amazing. The yeah. other person I found who I'm absolutely obsessed with, Kim Petras. Oh, okay. You just introduced all the amazing I things to me so in my life. Oh, I love this for her. Okay, because I, her, first of all, her music is amazing, but her story, yes, just everything about oh, she's her, she's fucking great. Everyone, if you're not listening, I mean, I post a lot of her songs now because I'm just obsessed with her. Yes. But I saw that. I was like, yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so here for her. But she was, okay, because she had, at 12 years old mm-hmm. is when she converted, converted, mm-hmm. went through her transformation, right? Yes. So she started, yes, she started transitioning like at 12. Very, yeah, yeah. And it's so fucking awesome that she was like able to do that. I think she's such a testament to like, if we just like listen to trans people and like, listen to what they think is right for the trans community. Look at what happens. Look at what happens when you let your child actually live in the body that they identify as. They fucking glow. Like my favorite thing. So a little bit of future planning for me. I do want to get my nurse practitioner. My passion is working with the trans community. Absolutely. And I would love to be able to like do puberty blockers and HRT for kids. I got into when when I was doing aesthetic nursing, I had trans patients and I was trying to develop like protocols for like like masculinization and feminization of the face. And like I started working on that and getting into that. 
I think it'd be so fucking badass to have a clinic and do that, especially when like when they're kids too. It's like, yes, like it's just it's really interesting to me oh, going beautiful. off of that for you because I grew up in a family with two individuals who literally from day one we knew they were gay. Mm-hmm. Like knew. It yeah. just it was not even a thing, and not even in a sexual sense. It was just you could see in their aura. And it's so interesting to me because I'm like literally from birth. Yeah. It was so crazy. And I don't know, my family, were just very open and we're as Sam knows, like we, I, half my family's like pan and dying. It's just, I'm so supportive of it. And I, I love, love it. That. And I just thought it was so cool. And I, I love her music anyway, but I had to share that because I'm obsessed. Yeah. Kim is fucking phenomenal. And she is more of a woman than I will ever be. <laughs> I will ever sure. be like that. Like when I think of like my ideal woman, it's Kim Petra's. I love her oh, so much. Beautiful. And she liked one of my comments on TikTok one time. Oh, like, I died. Ugh. I died. Well, she's on TikTok all the time. And like, I, I feel like some of her stuff doesn't blow up on TikTok. And I'm like, why? Everything she does is perfect. But I literally, like, I'll, I will very frequently be like one of the first five comments. <laughs> You're like, here first. I'm like, pin, pin me, pin me, pin I me. <laughs> You can't do uh, post notifications on TikTok yet. I'm sure it'll be Trickle an update. Down. I'm sure they yeah. will, yeah. But that will be the only person I have on post Follow. notifications is Kim Petras. You're like, just when I thought I couldn't be here any no. sooner. And then she just bought, like last week or something, she bought the domain kimisaslut.com. I and I'm like, that. I fucking love you. <laughs> Everything you do. Like, yes. <laughs> It's great. Uh, everything you're doing is amazing. Okay, how do you shut off? Like, what is your like? Oh, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I talk in my sleep. Actually, like, I never shut up. Like, it's it's really scary. You're just on on go twenty four seven. Well, what's your like go to like when? Because I know. Well, okay, that's not true. Because you are like very much a disconnect getaway. Like, you're very like into. I don't know. You're like a mountain girl. Like, I feel like that's how you like really. I don't know. It seems like that's how you connect. Seems yeah, like I definitely you. i I got more into it. Like I've always been outdoorsy. For me, it started when I was like really young. I actually got sent to treatment when I was a kid. Um, I went to boarding school in Utah. Hey, Paris Hilton, me too. <laughs> but I, it actually wasn't even that far from the one that she went to. But when I was there, I went when I was like thirteen, and I was the youngest girl there. And I was the only one that hadn't done drugs. Everyone else was like there mainly for drugs. And I was there because I was like, trying to die. But sorry, I shouldn't make jokes like that. But like, it's the truth. So I, I go there and we did school four days a week. It's in Southern Utah. And we were like 15 minutes, I swear to God, outside of Zion National Park. And we would just go like all the time. And so like I hiked the whole length of the canyon one time. We would go camping. I was like always outside. I am like trauma bonded as fuck to Utah. Like I love... And that's why like last year, when I had that crisis, I was like, what do I do like to recenter myself? I went to Utah again. Like, it's like, oh, oh God. That's when I know things are getting bad. If I'm like, I need to go to Utah. Um, but... I that's like kind of when it started for me. Like my family is outdoorsy, like any PNW family is, but like that was what really did it for me. And so now, like when I when things get bad for me, like I just have to be outside. And now, like I need my cat there too. So like yeah, that's kind of that's my little that's my like mental health plug right there. Outdoors are great, especially like I don't know. Hiking can suck sometimes. Like I don't love exercise, 
but that's why I, I, <laughs> I want to like it. I want to, I Sam want does. the end result of the pictures and the view and the being able to just be like, I made it up here. I get to be in this moment. Okay, and but hiking this. in LA kind of blows. I mean, hiking in LA, LA is not gotta, real hiking. It's not even fucking worth it. That's yeah. trash. It's just like an excuse to like wear leggings. Yeah, which I don't need <laughs> an excuse. I exactly. wear them every day anyways. It's not real hiking. Like yeah. real, real. But like I yeah. want to hike in these gorgeous like national parks and stuff, but like I fucking, I'm fat and it hurts my lungs. Like I just don't well, like it. First of all, you're not fat. Oh, um, secondly, that. secondly, I think that like- It hurts my lungs. You can, like, I can't but breathe. you don't have to do like hike the way other people do. Because it for me- It hurts my back too. I'm, like I'm elevation. like injured. I had my like knee reconstructed. I like a nature walk. Yeah. Nature that's the walk. thing. You can do that. It's like a flat Or surface. you can drive. Blah, 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 blah. I started off-roading last year or two years ago now because I had my knee reconstructed. I like that idea. My vehicle. Yeah. Just get a fucking <laughs> tank of a Jeep and then put some big ass tires on that bitch and Call like it a drive day. up the There mountain. you go. There. Fuck you. I am walking. Like, That's my girl. Yeah, it's great. I actually have had some scary experiences where I rage drove up a mountain because I was <laughs> in a bad spot. I really love that for you. Me no, too. I don't. I like, was not okay. I did well, Pearl Pass for any Coloradoans that are listening. I did Pearl Pass, which is the off-roading track between Aspen and Crested Butte. Horrible. Like a very dangerous drive. And I hadn't even built my Jeep out yet. It was still factory. And I don't know how I survived that. Like it was very fucking dangerous. Will you be safe out there? Because yeah. we want you back as a guest again. I know. But yeah, like that you can be outdoors in whatever way that you can, you know, like, because I know it can be super ableist and it can also like, there's a lot of like problems in the outdoor industry, but like you don't have to do it the way any motherfucker tells you. Like you can just be outside. I do like, love that. Like, your outlook on that though. Yeah, like yeah. just get out there. And I think that being in a spot without cell service is like a mandatory for me sometimes because I am so addicted to my phone. Right. And I like will mm-hmm. roast myself that on that every day. Like I'm so addicted to it. And being somewhere where it's not even an option is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's, it's free. Because like, right. it's like, yeah, yeah, right. well, I don't have a choice. It's well, out of my hands. What, I, and my poor parents, I'll text my mom and I'm like, hey, going to go off grid for a few days. Hope you don't need me. Like, <laughs> like, That's a way. No, I literally, like my parents are so used to me just being like, oh, I drove 18 hours overnight. Now I'm in New Zealand. Like, I don't, not New Zealand, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I... There were moments in the pandemic where like I had three days off and I drove like to the Mexico border to be like, like where in is sand Lex? dunes. <laughs> where is Lex? It's doing some psycho shit. Um, like Karma San times. Diego. <laughs> Just a crazy Sagittarius lady always driving, you know? But that's the thing. Like you can do it in whatever capacity that you have. I love um, that outlook on it though. Yeah. It's just important to do that. We have a very fucking beautiful planet and I'm worried that it might not always be that way. So I'm trying to like do what I can now. I'm really very worried about the West Coast. So like, I don't know, our wildfires in Colorado, the lake that that dude took a shit in, Hanging Lake, is gone now. It burnt last year. And it was like one of our state's like biggest treasures and it's gone. Like it'll never be the way it was. And it was so fucking beautiful. I never even got to go. I didn't really want to because it was like super touristy and I hate people. So like, (laughs) I don't hate people. I just get overwhelmed in that situation. But, you know, like I think we need to get out. We need to advocate for those places because like trees can't talk. Trees can't go to their congressperson. They can't. So we got to do it for them. And like our... That's so beautiful. Our West Coast, dude. West Coast. Everything's burning. It sucks. Like especially for those of us that love winter. Like I fucking love snow. We're losing 
so much snowfall every year. This was the first year in so long we've actually had snow and good amount of rain. This yeah. Insane. But it's like on average, we're losing that yeah. and like we're going to lose winter sports and that sucks. Yeah, we can't. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. Being outside is great. You have the best heart. Thanks. I really have do. a lot of feelings, dude. I'm telling yeah. you. It's yeah. like all the emotions all the time. We didn't even touch, to be honest, half the questions that I had. So we are going to have to have you back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, are we out of time? Uh, we are. We're definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what time is it? <laughs> oh, wow. Good job, guys. We did so good. Are there any other ones you want to like? Well, do you have anything good coming up? Like what's coming up for you? Yes. So I'm obsessed with Rufus DeSoul. They're like my oh, favorite. Are you going? Yes. I'm going to Sundream. I got okay. tickets. It was like impossible to get tickets. It sold out in 15 seconds. And then they opened up another weekend and they invited everyone that had signed up for the wait list for any like sold tickets from the first weekend to do pre-sale. And so I Where got, is it at? It's in Tulum, which oh. I love. I went like three times last year. I love Tulum. I'm so basic. But we like, might have a little Tulum are, yes. It's thing great, lined dude. up. Oh my God, it's fucking yeah. great. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll, yes. with you, we'll, see. well, and Tulum's great because it's like, yeah, there's parties or whatever if you want to do that. But like the cenotes and like the food and the people, you got to go to Valladolid. It's my favorite, one of my favorite towns in Mexico. It's inland, but it's like all this like traditional Spanish architecture, big, beautiful churches. It's fucking cool. Amazing. Yeah. What's your favorite festival? Sorry, last question I have to ask. Have you um, been to? Best festival I've... Okay, there's two. Okay. Two best festivals I've ever been to. One, Shambhala. Where's that? Canada. Okay. It's up in Salmo, British Columbia. It's on a ranch. It's phenomenal. There's okay. no, no alcohol. Have you been to Burning Man? I have not. Okay. I've been planning it. But Can we please one day... Yeah, uh, Sam. Tori, yeah. We're That's going to Burning talked Man. Talked me into Burning Man. Okay, because my uncle has been, he's like one of the OG burners. Like he's yeah. been doing it for years. So I'm like, I'm trying to like get Sam to, like Jacob will absolutely not come. He's like so anti. And I'm like, I am going to Burning Man. Like we're going, can we please go? Yeah, I'm super down. I've been, I want to do Burning Man right. So I've been putting it off yes. until like Yeah, I, you definitely have to do it with the right group yeah. and the right people. I have, I have a huge group that goes of like all my friends, like all my festival friends from okay. home. And like, I definitely want to go. Shambhala is okay. phenomenal. Very similar vibes, but it's on a it's on a ranch. There's a river that runs through the like festival grounds. And I don't even want to talk about it on a podcast because I don't want people to know. <laughs> the only thing yeah. I will gatekeep in this life yeah. is Shambhala because like it's so fucking great. And there's no alcohol allowed, but like everything else is. Um, <laughs> But just personal amounts, which I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. like be free, yeah. dude. Fly, thing. fly your little freak wings, dude. Like, love it. I don't know. Like, and then you can pick our outfits. Yeah. Because you always have the greatest the, outfits. The other, too. the other best festival is in California, Dirty Bird Campout. Never even heard of it. Fucking great. So, Dirty Bird Records, it's all like house music, great, amazing people. But they have like, their label throws a festival and it's camp out. It's like a literal summer camp. There's like tug of war and there's teams and there's like events every day. And it's on a lake. It's in Modesto, which is dark. Oh, middle of nowhere. But it's probably cheap because it's like land is cheap out there. Yeah. Well, and yeah, yeah. And it's like on this lake and literally like it's so much fun. Oh, how cool. Yeah. I went to that for actually the first time this year and I did not expect it to be so fucking great. We free wing it too. We literally like planned it four days before we went, like me and my best friend, Caitlin, and like, and Sarah, who I was just with last night, she came too. It was great. Good time. Those are good festivals. 
Lux, I freaking love you. I know this has been like everything and also and then some. Yeah, thank you. You Thanks for having me. I like. I'm so honored. No, we gotta have you back. Oh yeah, I will literally do it whenever. I go. I'll fly in. Hi, um, we like our basically neighbors. Yeah, you guys are right now. We are Car literally pool. basically yeah. Car Car pool. Pool. We are literally neighbors right now. <laughs> Dude, we can do we, we can so do a selfie show episode in the car. We could do oh. a carpool karaoke on the way. Yes. Oh my god! Yes. See, we're coming up with ideas. I love this for us. Fabulous. I, I, I wish it. I had the work ethic to have a podcast. I don't. I don't either. But somehow we're here. <laughs> we do a good job of selfie mommying. We hold together. each other accountable. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I could never do something like this solo. Solo. I did it for a while, and I can. I'm glad that I have Sam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Well, it's, it's great. If I may plug my sister's podcast, yes, please, please plug do. away. It's called Bitch Slapped. Ooh, oh, love that. It is my sister. Isabella oh. and her roommate Cam. And they talk about life as a young 20 something love. in Los Angeles. Love them. And it's phenomenal. Okay. I love them. We're going to do a collab that. one day or yeah, something. Yeah, we should. They need to make more episodes. Chop, chop. <laughs> Isabel, hello. <laughs> okay, well, where can everybody yeah. find you? Pimp yourself out on all the platforms. Oh, okay. Um, Twitter and Instagram are both Wanderlex. I made it when I was 18. Please don't judge me. But TikTok is at Traveling Nurse and my Reddit will remain enough. <laughs> <laughs> Take it to the grave. Um, but yeah, those are my pages. I have a website at, not at, there's no at sign in websites. Oops, fuck. Um, www. Uh, it's alexishinkley.com. It's my name. It's really hard. And I sell photos. Honestly, you... her photography, you guys, is amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Stunning. No one buys my prints. I don't even know why I have a website anymore. <laughs> Nobody buys them. But They're if, beautiful. If you want to support me, you could do that. And guess what? You get something out of it. A photo that you... <laughs> I make mugs and pillows. <laughs> and you can get a pillow with my cat's face on it. Yes. We love tuna. Yeah. And oh yeah, Tuna's handle is at Tuna the Adventure Cat. <laughs> I love that so much. Yes. All right, Lex. Oh, we love you. We love, love you. Thank ya. you so much. Love you. Love you. Hey, hey, hey. God, I love She's her. Like, like, I just need her more. Oh more. More. More Lex. More Lex in our life. Ugh. So good. Make sure you guys are following her. We are absolutely obsessed. Go buy one of her prints, you know, hang it up. Yeah. Frame it. Put it in your beautiful home, you know? And you guys definitely head over and check out our collab with Up at Dawn Socks. And then when you get them, please post a picture and tag us because we want to see you guys I, all wearing them. There's, I like live for it. Live for this. Love it. I literally live to see this. It's been so fun to see you guys in your socks. I actually, anyway, we're gonna be done with that. <laughs> and thank you so much, you guys, for listening. Let's drop an emoji. Which emoji? The mountains. Yes, mountains. The mountains. We love nature. We love <laughs> <laughs> We love a nature queen. We love a nature queen. And uh, make sure you're following us on our Insta. That's at C-E-L-L-F-I-E underscore podcast. You can find all of our goodies linked there in our bio, our socks, and of course, our supporting partners. And please download, subscribe, rate, and review. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we will send you a little goodie bag full of stickers, pins, badge reels. Just drop your IG handle in the review and head over to Spotify. 
drop that five stars. Yes, please. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Love you. Love you. And make sure you are following us on our Insta. That's at Nurse Tori. And at Hey Samantha with two A's. And we will see you next week. Or bonus episode. Bonus episode. It's a good one. Here we go. Stay tuned. Bye. Bye.